I am a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair, style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually all right. <laughs> and one of the best products I've tried recently is Waze New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine. You do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with promo code Lexi. If you're looking for a way to unwind and a fun new beverage, let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's made with real fruit, no added sugar, and infused with functional ingredients so it's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. My favorite flavor is the strawberry rose. Raspberry lemon's also really great. It's nice for when you're chilling on the couch, unwinding at home, treating yourself for a night in. I also don't mind taking them in the car with me. I love a little car roadie. And you deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Hey guys, it's Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi Podcast, and happy Monday. I had the nicest start to my day. I woke up from a FaceTime from my friend Alex, and we spent our whole morning chatting and getting ready together, and it just put everything on a good note. It's also storming here in LA, which is random, and everyone acts crazy when it's raining here. And I just felt like having a really nice, lighthearted episode, and I've had a really good week. So I felt that I could just do some story times. So I went on Instagram and my handle's at Lexi, just like the name of this podcast. And I said, I want to tell you a few of my fave stories on the podcast today. Best kiss, worst night, most embarrassing moment, etc. So send them in. Oh, there's a lot of good ones. Oh, best April Fool's joke. Okay, the one that's coming to my mind, well, I have two. I'm going to tell two stories because one got me kicked out of orchestra. In middle school, we were going to New York City to play our recital. We had been working really hard on a piece and we thought it would be funny for us to one by one quit. That's not even believable. I don't know why we thought that was such a good idea. And we had it all broken down. I was going to be the first to go. I was going to go on this long rant about how I was no longer feeling passionate about playing the violin and I am more interested in my academics and my mom is asking me to leave orchestra. And then the first violin, it was a girl named Mary that I was really good friends with and she was going to say, yeah, Lexi's mom and my mom chatted and they agreed that orchestra is not where we should be putting our time. Zach and Christian were gonna be like, us two, we're out. And like Eddie and Cody in the bass section, we're gonna be like, yeah, we're gonna leave. 
So that was the plan. It was going to go all around and it was going to be very obvious, like a cutesy prank. Middle schoolers being like, on April Fool's Day, we are quitting orchestra. And our, our teacher, um, he had a vibrant personality, we should say, for a little context he had his conductor stick i suppose and it was called the death stick and if we were doing poorly he would throw it or bang it against one of the music sheet holders so he had a little bit of a temper in kind of a comical way but kind of not a comical way and when he entered the room he's like okay is everybody ready and i raised my hand you know i was reading the script as decided and he lost it he was so angry he's like why would you tell me this now he threw his death stick he screamed he was like lexi get out pulled out of class and he thought it was so inappropriate and i was so flustered at this point i was like hey hey real fools i don't remember the details of how it ended with me actually having to leave orchestra and i wasn't able to go on the final new york field trip that we had been working for three years to get to <sighs> That's something I don't like to think about very often. Editing Lexi. Ironically, I ended up living in New York City for five years. So it all evens out in the end. It really does. I missed that one trip. And I'm sure that was a lot of these kids only time going to New York. And then I had a whole chapter of my life there. But the best April Fool's joke was when we convinced my mom that someone stole her car. She was on a walk. And this is also while I was in middle school, so I'm not capable of driving. And my dad was already out of the house. His car was gone. Couldn't be him. I'm an only child. Mom goes on walk. Child is home alone. Cannot drive. So me and my next door neighbors got their dad to drive my mom's car and park it in his garage. And she just had the perfect reaction. She was the perfect little April Fool's victim. So that was by far my best. So this is the story of how I met my friend Sandra. I had had a slow day at home. I was feeling a little bit blue and I had to do something. I had to get out of the house. And so I decided to go to the gym and the gym I was going to at the time was really janky and depressing and dark. It was small and you had to go downstairs and it was kind of in a basement and it smelled a little funky. And so I was walking on the treadmill doing a little jogging and it wasn't doing the trick. I just kept going and I was like, this is not what I want to do. But it was nearby this dumplings place that everyone went to in the neighborhood. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll get some dumplings. I don't even have food at home. Let's get dumplings. And it was really crowded. And I'm looking around and I see this cute boy in a camo jacket. I smile at him. And the next thing you know, when my food's there, he and his friend are inviting me to sit down with them. So I sit down, he introduces himself, and she introduces herself, and her name is Sandra. We start chatting, um, we say where we live in the neighborhood, they were going to schools nearby. She was actually going to Parsons, which she had a huge impact in me eventually going to Parsons as well. But we were discussing where we were from, and I said I'm from Virginia, they said they were from Pennsylvania, and they ended up being from the exact same town that my cousins are from and it's a small small town in pennsylvania okay this is not like philadelphia no 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 they went to the same high school as my cousin we had so much in common that they ended up inviting me 
out with them the next night because I think this was a Thursday. I don't know. Her and I just clicked. We just knew. And talk about, I feel like there's a little bit of a soulmate energy in there. I'm not even exaggerating. Like something about her, I'm like, we've known each other before. She just instantly felt like family. She feels like a sister to me. And we met because they shared a table with me at a dumpling spot. Best gift you've ever received or been given. Okay, I don't know if you guys know this, how long you've been listening to the podcast or if you've been watching my YouTube channel, the OGs will know that I am the daughter of the world's best gift giver. I couldn't even begin to tell you all of the gifts that I've been given because Every gift that my mom's ever given me is the best gift that I could ever receive. Everything is so thought out, even down to my stocking stuffers, where it would be seemingly this meaningless spatula. And she's like, no, it's small. It's perfect for peanut butter jars. And I know how much you love peanut butter. That's your favorite food. And this way you can scrape around the jar and you don't have to lose any. Like, none goes to waste. Every little thing has so much thought and meaning behind it. For my 18th birthday, she mailed me a box to California and it had 18 gifts in it. And they were, oh my god, I'd have to go back. I I recorded a video of it. It was absurd. There was so many little thoughtful things. I mean, for I don't even know how many years, maybe like four or five years, once I left the house and was living on my own, she would make me an advent calendar. And I remember the first year that I was in New York, every single day was a matchbox to open. So you slide open the matchbox and in it, there were two champagne sugarfina gummy bears and an activity to do in New York and the goal was the champagne kind of represented like the cheers and there were two because I was supposed to do it with a friend so the idea is that I would do the activity in New York with a friend and there was a different thing to do every single day and then one year the advent calendar was a different family recipe for every single day and she was a teacher so uh, everything was made out of construction paper and glue and laminated and perfect Uh, another year it was just different memories that we've had so now these are all really meaningful to look back on but anything that my mom has ever given me is the best gift that I've ever received biggest lie you've told I remember one time this is also middle school a lot of middle school memories are coming back to me we had a car show slash petting zoo in our neighborhood And I walked over to it just to see what was up because what a random combo, you know, to have old men with their fancy old cars standing around and then there's randomly a few alpacas. And where the alpacas were, you could pet them and feel how soft they were and they were giving out little Ziploc bags of alpaca fur for kids to take home, which is so strange. Virginia is a weird place. Um, But I guess it was because it was so soft that you could... I don't know. I'm trying to rationalize it because that's not even a souvenir, but maybe almost like show and tell vibes. Like, oh, have you ever wondered what an alpaca feels like? So I took a bag and I brought it home. And two of my best friends had come over later that day and they were going to sleep over. And I had left the bag out and they're like, what is this? And just for my own little amusement, I was like, oh, that's um, alpaca fur lining. We got my mattress lined with it so it could be extra soft. 
they're like, what? That's such a, that's such a Lombard thing to do. Like you would have alpaca fur lining your mattress. I was like, yeah, that's why my mattress is so comfortable. This is just like a sample because I was deciding between the different alpaca furs. They're like, wow, who knew that that's why your mattress was so soft because of the alpacas. And I kind of giggled and laughed it off and forgot about it. And then years later, that one of them brought it up. I admitted to lying about it and neither of them believed me. They thought that I was lying about lying about it. So to this day, I think they both still think that my mattress is lined with alpaca fur. Most unexpected spontaneous night out. For one of my best friend's birthdays, this is sophomore year of high school, her mom got us a hotel room in the National Harbor and we were left to our own devices and the plan was to go to Ashton Kutcher's new restaurant called Ketchup and we were gonna, I don't know, when you're a sophomore in high school, it's still like exciting to just do things out in the world on your own and then we were just gonna walk around and I don't know, get alcohol in some capacity, get drunk and have a fun night. So we go to dinner, my friend and I, there's what? five of us maybe yeah there's five of us two of us make friends with these men that in hindsight are (laughs) not very great people but we were just being silly and flirty and loving the attention and they invited us onto their boat (laughs) we had to make a quick assessment like is this i'm never gonna come off this boat and i'm gonna leave dead boat or is this gonna be a funny little memory So using our intuition and our better judgment, we're like, this is going to be a good memory. So we go onto this boat, having fun, way underage, being served alcohol. And then these guys start filming a music video and we get to be the girls in the music video. And I don't remember if everyone ended up getting on the boat or if just the two of us got on and then later everyone came. Because at this point, I was 16. I'm 20. This is 10 years ago. Wow. Wow doesn't feel that long ago but also it does because I'm having trouble remembering it we ended up being in this music video then we dock we get off there was a lost puppy in a fountain nearby that we saved just a ton of random events you know when there's a movie that takes place over the course of a day there's so many different subplots and stories that's how that night felt and we got the random guys to buy us alcohol and then we got drunk in the hotel room and we're taking midnight walks around the harbor which the harbor gives adult Disney vibes where you're just in this separate plot of land that's incredibly gentrified that it feels like Disneyland and you can just kind of roam freely because I feel like at one point I was running around barefoot. Wish I had more specifics. The flashes I'm getting are like dog and fountain, music video, the random man grabbing my friend's ponytail and being like, yeah, this is good for pulling on. <laughs> I was like, whoa whoa um you're nasty did we try to go to a casino and not get in that was one of the wildest nights that had that there was no prepping for that that was not not the plan most rom-com-esque moment so i had flown down to charleston south carolina oh classic rom-com setting charleston flown there from new york to speak at a conference And I had a friend who was going to the Citadel down there and I just hit him up and I said that I was down there and I know it's been years, but I would love to see you. He was so welcoming. He invited me out with him and two of his other friends that he went to school with. And one of his friends and I just hit it off at our dinner. Dare I say love at first sight. And by the end of the night, we're holding hands. He comes back to my hotel room. He leaves me like a gorgeous 
thoughtful note in the morning. He was a genius. He he was working on submarines and he majored in in mathematics and all of his friends are like, "No, no, he's brilliant," which is my favorite thing in a man. And he's like, "But I'll meet up as soon as I'm back from work." And so then we go out again the following night and I spend that night at his house and he's such a sweetheart and he's like, "I don't know if you'd want to do this, but I go to church every Sunday and I would love for you to come and and meet my community." And so I spend the night at his house and he's such a gentleman. I mean, this man is giving me a back rub, cooking me breakfast. We go to church in the morning. We're holding hands in church. I have a full-on 48-hour-long boyfriend. Um, I'm meeting his friends and family at the church. He's driving me around. And then I think he takes me to the airport, if I'm not mistaken. And I never talked to him ever again. I don't know. I felt like once I was back home, I was no longer interested. And I feel really bad about I was the ghoster in that situation. And I regret that. And I sent an apology to him maybe a year or so later. And he never got back. But he was such a gentleman. And that was my 48-hour rom-com. Most embarrassing childhood memory. So the timeline is fourth grade, summer camp, 4-H camp. It's a four-day long camp, but it feels like two weeks. And every single evening, there is a different activity. So one night, it's a carnival. One night, it's a dance. One night, it's a talent show. And so for the talent show, there was a magician on stage. This is my first year at the camp ever. I ended up going many, many years, but this is year one. I just moved to this new town in Virginia. I was the new kid. This is my first summer there. And I didn't know anyone. And this is the type of camp where you go every year and you know the counselors and everyone's got their favorites and everybody knows everybody. So this magician is on stage and he calls for a volunteer. And I'm over the moon because he calls on me he calls on me I'm like I'm this nobody little fourth grader why is this magician calling on me okay fine by me so I get out of my seat and I migrate my way down there's a big group of us because everyone in the camp is together for these big moments because you have your classes during the day and those are small groups you know maybe 20 of you or less at a time Whereas this is everyone, so there's hundreds of people. And I'm making my way down. Time is moving slow. I am smiling. I am looking at this, this, oh my god, I almost said musician. I am smiling. I am walking my way down. I am so proud to be the chosen one. And I get up there, and this boy's probably in like 6th or 7th grade, but to me he was like a big kid. And I get all the way up there, and this is a real dick move. He couldn't just pretend. He says on the microphone, I was pointing to the counselor behind you. Who are you? (laughs) Everyone starts laughing, and I'm beat red. And I think the counselor's name was Kirby, and everyone, like, loved him, and he was a popular counselor, and that would make so much more sense for him to be the volunteer for the magic trick. And this man, this little sixth or seventh grade year old boy couldn't even bite his tongue and just let me be because I had already made my whole way up there walking down these stairs and then upstairs to get on stage. That to date is probably one of the most humiliating moments of my life. Imagine an audience of people laughing at you. I feel like that's sometimes people's biggest fear. Live through it. Not fun, but made it out alive.
biggest tea that I have at the moment. Probably knew a lot of the celebrities' Halloween costumes before they were on Instagram and the public saw. Like, I knew that Kendall Jenner was going to be a cucumber. Um, I recently got Wiz Khalifa's uncle's number. That's the juiciest I'll give you. First dance floor. This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create customer easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash Lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash L-E-X-I-E. Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics, and Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards, it's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift, but also you can you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. Makeout. I feel this didn't happen until I was going to dances outside of school. So I'm thinking back to the summer that I spent in Spain and there were a lot of dances and I feel like several of my more like public moments happened that summer where I'm trying to think of like an exact one. I know that I kissed everyone when I was in Spain. There was not a night that I would go out dancing that I wouldn't make out with someone but I'm trying to think of like the first because I think I was just so thrilled to be there and when you're abroad you're in this different headspace and I was 16 and I was just really feeling myself. Yeah, but that's fun. That's fun that my first dance floor makeout was abroad. Worst purchase. It's a good question. The thing that is coming to my mind is not the thing that I feel is really worth sharing, but I think it's representative of. It's symbolic of my worst purchases. I remember I was at Nordstrom one time. This is probably like when I was 17 or 18, and there was this ceramic piece that you would set on your desk, that you would put your phone in. Do you remember the era where we would get, I don't know, stands for our phone? Uh, They were all around at like gift shops and stuff, like a place to rest your phone on your desk, which I don't believe that any of us use those. This one was really nice and I thought it was cute. And I think it was $57, me, I think, I know. (laughs) And 
I bought it and I never even took it out of the box. And it wasn't until I was moving out that my boyfriend at the time was like, what is this? And why is there something in the box that has a $57 price tag that you've never used? Like, oh, just an impulse purchase that is so stupid. Um, what is, I feel like my worst purchase needs to be a big one. I was going to say, mm, I've never bought a really trendy bag. The only trendy bag I ever bought was the Rebecca Minkoff bag. If anyone was around for the trendy internet girls of 2013, 2012, and that I just never wore enough. I've known better than to spend a lot of money on a trendy bag because I know that it's not unique to me and it's going to really date itself. I think I have to give this more thought. There's an answer, it's just not coming to me yet. Favorite Halloween costume. So this past Halloween, I was a nurse. I was a fallen angel. Um, last year, I was a baseball player. I was a fairy. I was, because now it's Halloween, you know? There's always more than one costume. What was I the second night? Oh, I was a clown. That was fun. I like doing makeup costumes where you can just wear whatever you want. My clown makeup was really fun and I, I had a lot of fun like being out in it, except for the fact that we went to a nice dinner beforehand and no one else was in costume except for me and my friend, but my friend's costume was the Matrix, so she was just in a leather coat. So really, she looked like she was in a normal outfit. I'm trying to think of my best costume. Like, what was I doing in high school? I would have to actually go through my camera roll next next embarrassing phases either in style or interests my most embarrassing phase is when i decided that my voice was too girly and i needed to i don't even know how i did it i decided that my voice was too girly and i needed to talk like this like i wanted to sound like a surfer bro so there was years of my life where i was just speaking like a i i just not myself and you can tell in YouTube videos and that's a regret I have in this life and that is so embarrassing. Why was my, and now, now my voice is one of my most complimented attributes. So the irony of me rejecting it to then have a career using it is funny to me. Other embarrassing phases are embarrassing interests. I mean, when I first fell in love with the beauty gurus on YouTube, I took it and ran, and when I say ran, I don't mean metaphorically, I mean literally. In middle school, I lived by our middle school. I was in, in walking distance. When the bell would ring, I would run home. I would run across the soccer field to get home to put on a Juicy Store 07 video, and I would have a piece of paper, and I would write down all of the products that she was recommending. And then I would go to MAC on the weekends and I would buy all of the makeup. Every dollar that I was given for Christmas or my birthday or for dog walking or for cat watching or for babysitting, that all went to the MAC store. Maybe 2% went to Sephora, 3% went to maybe like an amusement park ticket or a field trip or... Um, a movie ticket but all the rest all of my money at the time was going to mac makeup that was a strange phase um just in its intensity other embarrassing phases uh just when i would skateboard with boys because i wanted to impress them very pick me energy 
remember this one guy I really, really liked, and we would skateboard around together, and ugh, I, like, can't even think about that. I'm just, oof. There was a time where I was trying to convince myself that I could see auras, and so I tried to, I tried to believe that, and I tried to make other people believe that. Other embarrassing faces. Um, when I would leave my hair natural except for my side bangs and I would straighten the side bangs, wasn't my best look. Or even worse, I would use gel and I would scrunch my hair and I would have crunchy curls and then really flat straight bangs with no mascara and blue eyeliner on the waterline. Yeah, that was, that was a rough look. Most memorable kiss... You know what? This is the last time I was back in Virginia and one of my guy friends had had a thing for me and I was in my own world not paying attention to that and we had made out on a dance floor ironically enough um, like a couple weeks before then and I didn't think much of it because I was drunk, he was drunk, it, it just seemed like a fun thing to do at the time and I didn't even like really think twice about it in the morning and then we went out in our town and I was getting the one Uber that they have in Warrington, Virginia. I do not know how we were able to get an Uber, but we managed to get a minivan back to my house and I was bringing some of my neighbors back. So there was a big group of us and I just assumed that he was going to stay at one of my neighbors and he gets out with me and I have a couple other girlfriends staying at my house. I was like, okay, fine, you can stay here. Was it even? No, 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 because two people were already in the guest room. Okay. Someone needed to take the couch. Okay, so the situation was breaking it down where I had the free space in my bed. And so I said to him, okay, you can sleep here, but nothing's happening. And that lasted for maybe like five, ten minutes. I was shocked. Who knew this friend of mine that I've just been hanging out with for years has such a gift that I've never experienced. Memorably good where I was shocked and we spent hours making out until we fell asleep. And then in the morning, just picked right back up at it. And to this day, I'm like, who knew? So honestly, and he has a girlfriend now and more power to her because I see her and I'm like, I know what you're getting and it's fantastic. So good on you. First period, I don't know if you guys know this, but I was a very, very, very late bloomer. I mean, I was having sex before I even had my period don't know how that works out but I was 17 and I just remember after I was about 14 when I would go to the doctor and they would ask have you had your first period yet I was really embarrassed and nervous to say no because I felt like maybe I was a boy and I was already such a tomboy that I was like oh no I'm just waiting for the day but sure enough I got back from the movies one time and I saw it and it was just a sense of relief and I was 17 by this point so I wasn't scared by it I wasn't embarrassed by it there was just sense of relief that it had finally happened and I already had tampons in my bathroom because all of my friends had their period by that point so I would just keep in them I would just keep them in there for them so I put one in and I was like yep moments here easy breezy beautiful and then I ended up having a horrible period for years where I would get like two periods a month and then ended up developing PCOS and blah 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 hardest confrontation Oh, I had a friend that was having an alcohol problem and she was getting really violent when she would get drunk. And there was one instance where it, it got so bad that I was at a party that she was at and 
me and my boyfriend at the time had left and I get a call from the party host mom saying, Lexi, you need to come back here. She's getting violent and I need you to take her home. So I had come back and I mean, this girl was swinging bottles at people, trying to throw bottles at people's heads. I saw her, she immediately ripped my purse off my arm, opened it up and threw it into the woods. We get her into our car and I take her, I think back to her friend's house at the time. That was kind of a breaking point. We had to tell her mom. Uh, She eventually came out and visited me in LA and that was a nightmare trip that just had scary instance after scary instance. My life would be really chill and easy and then she would come around and drama would follow her. It was all exacerbated when she was drinking and to try to have a conversation with someone that was not ready to listen and then even worse tell their parents that just feels so shady and it feels like you're going around them but there was I had no idea what else to do that was hard that was not the easiest confrontation I've ever had worst thing you've ever told someone at church camp in middle school I interrupted a boy that was talking to to tell him that he had a nose like a bird's beak and I regret to this day I will stay up thinking about that until I die worst beauty mistake you've ever made I plucked off my eyebrows to try to get them thinner but my dumbass was not making them thinner I was just making them shorter I was tweezing in between the eyebrows instead of above or below the eyebrows and so my eyebrows were super far apart and they never grew back in I lied to my mom and said that the girls at the sleepover had done it to me while I was sleeping and I damn well sat in a mirror and did it myself. To this day, I have horrible eyebrows. Best experience while on holidays. Oh, so my dad had decided one year that he wanted to visit Curacao, which Curacao is part of the ABC Islands. A lot of people go to Aruba. There's also one called Bonaire and then C is Curacao. And we went and I brought my boyfriend the first year and that was a great time. Um, and then the second year, I was single by that year, so I brought one of my best friends, and her and I, th- it deserves its ho- an entire episode. I should have her here on the podcast, and we can talk about all of our Curacao memories. I've had a lot of good trips, and I've had a lot of good vacations, and I've had a lot of fun memories, but there is something about that one trip that, I mean, it we were superstars at this resort that we were staying at. Like, I've never felt so much love and attention ever. Or love is not the right word. Lust is also not the right word. But there was definitely a threesome that happened. Um, What else? We we left the resort, which you should never do. You should never do. You should never meet boys that work at the resort and then leave with them. But we went out dancing with them. They took us to food. What else did we do? I'd wake up and, oh, wait, it deserves this whole episode, but that's my short answer, Curacao. Tell us an I love my friends moment. When I hit a million listens on the At Lexi podcast that you're listening to right now, and I thought I was going out with my friend, and I really was going to my own podcast surprise party, that was a huge I love my friends moment. At my going away dinner before moving to L.A., and my friends threw me a party. That was an I love my friends moment. Yeah, I love my friends. I remember actually the friend who I had to have the confrontation with uh, when she was in the depths of hating me and screaming at me. The best thing about you is your friends. I was like, I'll take it. 
I agree. Your best scheme. Okay. My best scheme is when I wanted to hook up with a neighbor. We have to make up a a name. So I schemed and I texted all my friends in town. I was like, hey, I'm just having a little get together in the backyard, like on the patio. Please come by. I only threw this party so he could come over. I just felt like it'd be crazy if I was like, hey, you should come over. And because he was my neighbor, he stayed later helping me clean up. It was just working perfectly. And then the next night we hung out and the scheme worked. The scheme worked. And I'm so sorry to my friends that I used to just come over, but I hope you had a fun time on the patio. First time you knew you were in love. (sighs) Oh, I don't know how to not answer with sincerity. Love is such a sincere emotion. Like when you're, oh, I'm I'm too sentimental. I don't know. I don't know. Next. Because I was going to say when I remember (laughs) when my boyfriend and I, we were just holding each other and looking at each other in the eyes and we're like, I don't know, half an inch apart. And you just want you you love this person so much that you wish you could just like be one body with them. Like you feel like at certain points that you are, that they see you truly for who you are and you see them truly for who they are and you love every part of it. And you feel so lucky that you have gotten to have this experience where I look at him in the eyes and I'm like, oh, I'm like in deep. Someone said smallest moment that makes you burst out laughing when you think about it. Okay, this I've been laughing about for three weeks now. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> I was at this house for this house party and there was really fancy art all around and I couldn't believe that someone was hosting such a raunchy, dirty house party in such a nice house. I was feeling scared for the owners. This house is gonna get trashed and it's such a gorgeous house and there's expensive art everywhere. And I was like, there's this giant crystal that's gotta be ten, twenty thousand dollars It's gigantic. And my friend who loves crystals, I'm drunk off my ass. I take a photo of this giant orange crystal and I send it to her and I say, it's power. And I take another photo of my hand next to it and I say, hand for scale. And... <laughs> In the morning, I wrote out, and I have a text from her, and she's like, Lexi, that's not a crystal. And I look, and it's a glued collaboration of all of these bracelet beads, and it's a piece of junk. I will just be driving around or sitting in my bed, and I'll start cackling at me saying it's power to this Michael's craft. A day moment that turned out exactly like how you envisioned. It was even more. It was even more than I could have ever imagined. But I was hired by an agency to be in a digital commercial last November. So, wow, a year ago. It was one of the biggest budget deals I've ever done in my life. And it was a Christmas story that my dad got to be a part of. And the commercial idea was that it's the first year since my mom passing and I want to give my dad a really big Christmas. So Walmart gave me like a huge budget to get my dad everything. I mean, I got him an Apple Watch, AirPods, an air fryer, books, his favorite protein powder and face wash and cleanser and 
there were other big ones. <laughs> like I know that CeraVe cleanser was not like the big money ticket. And I had a makeup artist that I got to pick out that they hired come to my hotel room. I was staying at the one hotel in West Hollywood, which is the nicest hotel I've ever stayed at. And I was honored to just have a room there. I couldn't believe it. I was, you know, spending my mornings at the pool because I ended up staying there for a few days. Oh, I had a knock on the door and it was room service. And then the makeup artist came and I was drinking coffee and eating this gorgeous fruit bowl with granola and yogurt and drinking a matcha while getting my makeup done in this gorgeous room on this chair, feeling like a princess, feeling like a star. And then I got in front of the camera and I just did it. I, I clicked and I was able to speak and it was really fast and we were filming in the presidential suite and the producers and I got along so well. They gave me the keys to the presidential suite that night and they're like, you can have it the next two days, which was so fun to have the presidential suite in the one hotel in West Hollywood. I felt like it was a dream job and it absolutely was and that's by far one of the coolest things I've ever done in my whole life. What was the first thing you bought with your first YouTube check? Okay, my first YouTube check was probably like $103 because they wouldn't send them to you unless you made over $100. And I was a saver. My grandpa taught me real young, you know, no use to spend money. If there's nothing that you want, you know? Just because you have money doesn't mean you should spend it. And my mom also taught me a few financial tips right now. When my mom would give me money to go to the movies or something in middle school, a lot of parents, when they would give their kids money, they'd say, give me back the change. And my mom would say, you can keep the change. So then I wouldn't feel inclined to spend all the money that I got because I got to keep whatever I didn't spend. So I definitely saved my first YouTube check and I saved a ton of money because I wanted to save up money to move to LA. So thank you, YouTube, for for the possibilities that you've given me. And I don't have a fun purchase to share because my purchase was my new life in LA. And now I'm back in LA and I'm living my dream and I'm having such a fun time. I've had a really good past week. I have recently taken up a new passion and interest in mega reformer Pilates. So I go to a place here and I've been going every other day for two weeks now. And it is so fun. It feels like a sport to me. I'm getting better and better. When I first was showing up at these classes, I was not great. I was either the worst or one of the worst in in the class. And then I've been going only for two weeks. And already when the instructor, oh, this is my claim to fame moment. This is my current high note that I'm riding. We were being told to do these different moves. And there was one where the instructor's like, okay, you're going to have your, your left leg bent for this one. And then she comes over and whispers in my ear and she's like, but you're going to keep your legs straight. And she was whispering me the advanced versions. I'm like, look at me getting stronger. Look at me improving. And physical activity always makes for a better time. I, my mental health is always so much better if I have a physical activity. It's I, whenever I go without it and I start to feel like I'm falling in a hole, I think it's something so much more profound than just exerting some physical energy sometimes. Halloween was really fun. This past week, I did a lot of social things. I've also been FaceTiming nonstop. I feel like I have someone on FaceTime at least twice a day. I think I had four or five FaceTimes yesterday. Shout out to Sundays. Um, that's when you should call your friends and see what they're up to this week and make your plans because that's what I did. And I'm like, why do I not do this more often? I always forget how 
great of an invention FaceTime is. I feel like there's people that utilize it often. They're always on FaceTime with their friends. I remember this girl that I went to school with and she would just keep her phone on FaceTime in her pocket. I remember one time we were just walking to the cafeteria and she was like, okay, mom, I gotta go. Pulls her phone out of her pocket. Her mom has been hanging out with us the whole time. Uh, and I just am not that person. Like I'll just spend time getting ready in the morning in silence or clean my room with a long YouTube video on or something When whenever I decide to actually FaceTime someone or if I get a FaceTime from them. I'm always so grateful for it. So I've been utilizing my support system, been working out, been going to fun events, leaving the house. Life is good and I hope you guys enjoyed these stories. I'd love to do another episode like this. It's fun, it's easy, it's lighthearted and I'm sending you all my love and I hope you have a fantastic week. I will talk to you soon. XOXO, Lexi. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.